All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Rolling through a lovely Tuesday afternoon. How are you? The NHL is back. That's right. Tampa, Nashville. Game one of the season is underway. Nikita Kucherov with the first goal of the year. You have Connor Bedard. Many people I think will be watching with it. You're just excited. You want to watch hockey? But uh, you'll be watching with intrigue to see how Connor Bedard uh, does tonight. And, uh, man, talk about this. So he plays Pittsburgh tonight. Then I think he has uh, back-to-back games against Boston and Montreal and then next Monday in Toronto. Like, he's going in some pretty big markets with, <laughs> you know, lots of storyline. And just remember, I think it was, was it his fourth game for McDavid before he scored? I think it was. I double-check. On that, because hey, there's lots of hype, there's lots of excitement, and it's hard, man. The NHL is a really, really difficult league. The uh, Jason Greger Show is always presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca. Thanks for listening at Sports 1440, watching live on Orders Nation YouTube. If you're streaming us on the Stingray or Radio Player, uh, iHeartRadio app, we appreciate it. Listening online at Sports1440.ca. It's great. So. Hey guys, my very first NHL game was years ago at Rexall, right? Battle of Alberta in the upper deck we were in turned into a full bra. It was insane. What fun, Mark. Well, fun to watch or fun to be in, Mark? <laughs> yeah. I guess it depends. Because if it's a full-on brawl, something telling me you didn't get to stay for the end of the game. <laughs> uh, I remember at Rexall, because where... And remember the 300 section at Rexall? Right? There was only on the one side, and it was like 301 to 307, I think it was. And so the press box was up there and 
I remember seeing on that, like there were so many times right behind the press box where there'd be on certain on a Saturday night, you'd be walking on the press box and then you'd see it. And like, I was in like a perfect vantage point to watch. And, and you, sometimes you could just see it building and coming and you're just like, oh my, like I've never understood that. Like I've never, I've never been the fan of any sport. I'm at a sporting event because when we were younger, me and my buddies, a few of us, we had split season tickets. I was never the fan who was like, I'm going to fight this guy because he cheers for another team. Like, I, I could never wrap my head around that. I know. I, I feel the same. I'm just as passionate and love hockey just as much as the next guy. But I just, I find I'm so into the game. And if my team, whether it's the Oilers or the Leafs, if they're not playing well, I'm looking for something else for entertainment. You know, why is the other, you know, maybe why the other team is doing well or or something. But I, I, I'm the same way. I, I don't get, you know, so invested into it. But it, you know... It's funny because I've been to a few games with my son and I never had a jersey growing up. My parents, we just didn't do that thing. Not that I didn't want to have one, but my son obviously has, you know, a number of jerseys. He's asked for them, you know, for Christmas and I've gotten them over the years for him as well. And so anytime we go to a game, it amazes me how decked out in Oilers jerseys and hats and what he wears to a game. And when they score... I mean, I enjoy the goal and I enjoy it just as much as anyone, but he's up there clapping. <laughs> yeah. So he's so invested in the game. It's great. Yeah. And I look at him and I'm just like, I love it because not that I'm not, you know, but just to see that passion and that excitement, I'm like, wow, that, that he's a, he truly loves and cares for this team. Yeah. No, it's true. Hey guys, it always amazes me when you see two fans on the same team fighting from cat dad. Yeah. Right now something starts it and usually something says something because sometimes you couldn't, there are, there is the fan who goes overboard and someone's like, Hey, calm down. And then it just kind of spearheads. Right. Uh, I've seen that a few times too. So. Is it because you were so close to each other? Like they're just jamming us in there. Are you fighting for no, elbow space no, or what is it? You know, well, I, I've seen one guy, you know, like get excited. And he spilled his beer on the guy, but then he didn't say sorry. He was just like, well, yeah. you know, it's not my fault. I'm like, well, the, of course it's your fault. Your beer's in your own hand, you dummy. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so that didn't go over very well, but, um, it's, it's always perplexing to me. I would say though, again, out of 18,500 people, when you only have like two people fighting, that's such a small percentage. Like I said, the vast, vast majority of fans are uh, are very good fans. So at least, uh, at least that's how I see it anyway. Um, hey, guys, what's your thoughts on the orders possibly starting the season with one player short because Ekholm won't be ready from Dan? Well, we don't know for sure if Ekholm's going to play or not tomorrow. I do know Ryan McLeod's playing. Um, I'm pretty sure Kulak's playing. Ekholm, I don't know. I think it's close. If he doesn't play Wednesday, I think he'll play Saturday. But um, you know what? Here's the thing. Defense play six defensemen all the time. So if you go 11 and six, I don't think it's a big deal for one game. You don't want to do it all the time. But I've actually argued this for a while. The NHL could easily just go and have the same salary cap and have one less player. I don't think it'd be a, a big issue. I know some people say, well, no, no, no. But look at the minutes played. Coaches would have to adapt. And you would have guys that rotate around. Your bottom line guys, it might change a little bit how you build your team because you're like, hey, wait a sec. I can have some player who's maybe not great defensively but is really skilled. Now I can play him on my, quote, fourth line because I can play him double-shifted sometimes with one of my top two centers. And now all of a sudden we start offensive zone starts. So it could change things for your team. Six defensemen, that's the norm. It's not going to bother them at all. 
And uh, the Orders played, what, 34 games last year with 11 forwards? I think they could do it. So I don't think it's a big issue for, for one game at all. It's the, uh, it's the flat cap. Uh, I don't think Edmonton's going to be the only team doing it. Ottawa might be in the same boat for their opening game because uh, Norris, they're not sure if he's ready. Uh, McEwen was banged up, wasn't skating today. Uh, Vancouver's got the flu bug, so that's a little bit different. Uh, and they might have to make some recalls. But I think there was seven or eight teams that are going to have a 21-man roster this year. So tr- I'll be curious to try to count the total number of games this year that have 19 skaters or maybe less. Now, I should say 17 skaters because the two goalies. But I won't be surprised if we have 25 games like that minimum this year in the NHL. Maybe more. What do you think about 11 and 6? Well, I think it could. Now, when you played in the American League, wasn't wasn't 11 forwards at the time? You remember? I don't remember. Because there was was a few years, I can't remember. I have to look back at when you played. But I know the American League for a while had the, you only dressed 11 forwards. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I, I can't remember, but I think. I mean, for for the Oilers, I mean, anytime you have an opportunity with the two best players and getting them out there more, um, obviously, only increases your chances yeah. of, you know, winning. So, um, and I, and I'm sure those guys who love playing, love the minutes, especially, you can definitely get away with that early, right? There's going to be different times throughout the season where you know maybe. But Tampa won two Stanley Cups, and if you recall. They played, I think, 13 games in 21 when they had 11 forwards and seven defense. Right? So their defense, and that's funny because some of their defense weren't playing very much because Victor Hedman was playing a ton. Yeah. Right? And so I, I just, I don't, I think today's NHL athletes are in such great shape. And, and if you have a good top nine, Brownie, you can easily go with 11 forwards. And uh, you just rotate around as a coach. It's different combinations. But these are the best players in the world. They don't mind if, oh, I don't know if I get to practice with McDavid. I guess I'll have no chemistry. <laughs> Wrong. I'm pretty sure he's like, oh, my God, my next shift was with Connor McDavid or my next shift was with Steven Stamkos or it's with Matthews. Go down the list. Those guys are going to be excited. Well, I, I don't think they practice as much as they used to practice not anyway. A, not at all. Right? So, I mean, not only are the athletes in great shape, but TD and the medical staff and the training staff, I mean, that's all come a long way too. And the what they have access to, to measure their fatigue and where they're at. I mean, uh, didn't Kawhi Leonard kind of come into the league and create the whole load management, right? So um, these guys are pretty in tune with their bodies as players, but the staff is also very aware of where they're at and probably manage a lot of their practice times. Like we said, I mean, it's uh, quite often, I, I still like to go down to watch uh, morning skate um, because there was a time that everybody skated in the morning skate, but now not not as many players participate in the morning skate anymore. Oh, well, and the orders last year, I would say at least 60% of their morning skates were optional. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, um, you know, guys are being rested now. Like they take two hour naps. That, they're fine. That's a given. You got to have the. You got to have the nap. I remember when I went like over. Now to that you, you're retired, do you miss napping? You must. <laughs> for the first little, I'd say for the first few months, I did miss napping. Oh, God, I remember. I'm so went, jealous. Yeah, when I went to Europe because of the schedule and and you know it was a different league and I had a young family going over there. Uh, it was. I, I remember we had a game at night and my wife was like, "Hey, I got some running around to do. Is it okay if you know?" Do you mind watching Rylan 
you know, while I do this. And I was like, well, we play tonight. I, 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 she's like, well, we're over in Europe. And I'm like, don't, you can't take my nap away. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take a guy's pregame nap. So yeah, the nap is a, a big part of, I, I don't know about two hours. I don't know if you need two hours. That's yeah, a, that's, that that's seems a good like, shot down. That seems like a long time. Don't uh, it's, I was because I, I asked the player. I don't want to. I'm not going to out who it was. But he's like, oh yeah, two hours. I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, it got less and less as I got older. At the beginning, yeah. when I was young, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you're up to. Well, he's young. He has no kids. Oh, too. there you go. So yeah, yeah. so two hours. Yeah, it's when you're like, young, but it, when you start getting older, yeah, it's probably, you know, half an hour. Oh yeah. It changes, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I I found more when it was later. It was just a little bit of time just to kind of unwind and kind of get yourself. Yeah, okay. Now, on the road, you must nap more. Oh, on the road, yeah. Well, there's nothing to do, <laughs> yeah. right? So you're just kind of, you eat, you hang out, you know, tell some stories, tell the same stories. <laughs> <laughs> you just get better. Who was the best roommate you had? Um, For a storyteller. Gee. Well, I roomed with Marty. Marty had a ton of... Marty was great. McSorley? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I could imagine. He, he was uh, that guy. I mean, obviously, with what he did in his career and, you know, everyone likes Marty. And if you've ever been to a charity event with Marty, he's got stories and has a great way of telling a story. Um, he was he was really fun. Especially. Did he tell you the Bernie Nichols skate story? No. In Detroit? No. Oh, maybe. You, oh, you know why? Because he wasn't in L.A. yet when you were, right? Oh, no, he'd been in L.A. and oh, come back. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, next time you see him, ask him about the Bernie Nichols. Yeah. I, I can't tell that story on air. But, oh. <laughs> He's got it. About Dirt, Bernie Nichols' skate story. Oh, my goodness. At Joe Lewis Arena. Oh, okay. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard quite a few of, you know, he, like I said, he's, I haven't seen him lately. He used to be on a circuit yeah. where he was, you know, did hockey, helps well, his hips and, and stuff. He can't really skate as much as he used yeah, to. Yeah, I know he's not as active because yeah. of his hips, but because he's such a good guy and he's got so many stories. He does. Everybody wanted him around. Yeah. Oh, he's a funny man. Very funny guy. Jason Greger, Rob Brown with you. Lots of text flying in at, uh. 833-401-1440. Greg's, the only people that would be opposed to this would be the NHLPA because it's fewer jobs. True, but if they're going to expand, doesn't matter. Now, I guess they'll say in bigger picture, but at, at the end of the day, I don't know if the NHLPA, no offense, really cares that much about the 12 forward on every team. Yeah, it's 32 jobs, so they'll say all the right things, but I'm not sure if it comes down to it where every guy says, oh, you know what? Because you're right, it would be 750K or 775, let's say 800 by the time any rule would be in place, that would then be split across the rest of the team. Might not be even, might not impact some guys, and obviously the big guys are already making enough that if they get 40 grand of that, it's probably not going to change it. But it's just more for ice time. I don't think they'll ever do it. But I'm just saying, I could see a team... If you go through a few games because of it, I really don't think it's that negative an impact on your team. I just don't think it is. Like the Oilers played eleven and seven lots last year. If it's eleven and six, and D men are used playing six all the time, I honestly don't think it really changes much. Do you? Well, I think you know. I mean, you want McDavid and those guys out there, obviously. But you also have to understand it's going to be a long season. And if you can get other guys 
Well, that's what I said. Is you have a top nine. Like the Oilers played eleven and seven some games last year. McDavid only played nineteen minutes. Yeah. Right. It's not like every game he has to play twenty five because you're eleven and seven. You can double shift Kane. You can double shift Nugent Hopkins. You can double shift Hyman. Heck, you can double shift Dylan Holloway if you really wanted to. So, um, you know, it gives you the advantage if you want. But late in games, if you're trailing, well, your fourth line's not playing anyway, so you're down a three line, so those guys be going anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I know early, if you watch it in some games, McDavid loves getting in the game more. And Jay, uh, Jay Woodcroft, he would do it. He wouldn't necessarily double shift McDavid with his fourth line guys all the time. He was double shifting McDavid. Remember, they were going with five top six guys, and he would go McDavid's line, third line, then McDavid with the second line. First two shifts, you know, you got McDavid out twice. He's loving it. Or two of the first four, and you're with your top six guys both times. Now, you don't need to do that right now because obviously all the top six are healthy. But I, I, now you wouldn't do it every game. But even if you did, if you have a healthy top nine, I don't think ultimately it's going to make that big of a difference at the end of the day. Plus, it's got to be, I mean, it's got to be challenging too for coaches too. When, when but Jay Ray- Woodcroft said he was used to it. Yeah. yeah, but even when you're coaching against them, when oh, you're, yes, you know, when I you got McDavid going yeah. out there with a number of different guys, that changes, you know, how you're deploying your top defenseman, right? Because now he's got an opportunity to play against, let's say, some weaker opponents. Um, so that's got to that's got to be a benefit too for for Woodcroft and his coaching staff. Yeah. Gregor and Brown with you on Sports 1440 alongside Brown and Douglas. Uh, when we return, Jason Strudwick will join us on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We continue on Tuesday afternoon. Jason Gregor, Sean Brown with you on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You can always get involved. Text us 833-401-1440 and get us on the uh, Jiffy Lube inbox. Gregor, sports1440.ca. It is time for Struds On, brought to you by Action Electrical. 50 years in business. And uh, right now, for residential solar, you can get up to uh, 40K on a 10 year interest free loan from the uh, Government of Canada, as well as up to 5,600 in grant, which is free money from the Government of Canada. Learn more at actionelectrical.net, as uh, Jason Strudwick. Joins us as the NHL season officially has begun. Tampa Bay with the first goal of the year. Mr. Kucherov, no shock. If you see the goal, you've probably seen it 100 times from him. Um, Struddy, let's start with um, the uh, the Edmonton orders and the expectations of this season. I think they're pretty high. Um, I like that the players, you know, a lot of the expectations come from within, so they're not trying to shy away from it. They obviously know you can't win the cup in October, but they've really talked a lot about a good start. So what did you see in the preseason from the veterans that makes you think and you're confident that they can get off to a good start? Uh, well, that's, I think that's part of the issue. I didn't really think anyone really turned the wheel too hard in preseason, and I get it. You know, they just came out of two decent uh, playoff runs, um, but one thing I did say, I thought that Connor, I thought Connor was really kind of trying to be in the right place all the time and really kind of, you know, playing both ends of the ice. Um, but I, I mean, I wouldn't say like, you know, the top six had an amazing preseason and how many teams really can say that? Yeah, no, that's fair. 
Uh, I actually thought McDavid in his four games, though, was pretty good, right? Like, uh, you score every game, um, you know, and, and it, as you mentioned, Stride, I didn't see him, you know, really having any extended time uh, defensively. Him and Connor Brown, like, what's your expectations of Brown? Like, it's, now after you see him in the preseason, do you think, okay, 60 points, or you're like, nah, 50, what do you, maybe more? What do you think of Brown? Well, you, you look at him, and, and the first thing you want to see him skating and how he moves, right? Because that's a pretty significant injury he had, and he looks like he's moving well and keeping up with the play. Um, but I've always liked him. I think he's a worker bee. You know, and, and, and some people think he's you know, a weaker ver- or a, a bit of a slightly inferior version of Zach Hyman. I think he's, if not as good as Hyman, right there with him. You know, I think he's really going to bring a lot of tempo to the, to the group. Uh, and to have another dog on the bone, another worker bee, I do think he's probably going to be a little bit better defensively than Hyman. Um, and I think that's really going to complement Connor well. So I like it. I, I really like what he brings. I'm really interested to see, you know, that line specifically, Kane, Brown, and Connor McDavid. How do those guys gel early? I know Kane talked a little bit about it feeling pretty good. You know, they got some points uh, in their one, one of the recent games together in preseason. Can they gel? They can gel well. Then you got the second line. You know what those guys can do. They've been together previously. And then you put together the third line of what hopefully be some young, fast guys. Uh, those top nine, that could be a real handful for teams, um, especially look at that third line and the speed and size they could bring every night. Hey, Stratty. Um, you know, one of the nice things is watching Connor come into the league, and, you know, we all know how talented he is and what he brings uh, when he has the puck. But the nice thing that I think we've all started to see uh, especially the last you know couple of years is his ability to to round out his game defensively and his commitment to playing defense. Um, there's times that we've seen him or I've seen him you know take the body. Um, you know he's just he seems like he's ready to take the next step. Not only you know what he does on the ice, but even his leadership. Have you seen that? Oh, for sure. I think that's part of the evolution, right? You come in the league, you're, you're just excited, and you're just flying around out there trying to, trying to score. Like, think of what's going to be going to Connor Bedard's head, uh, you know, to start the year. He's just like, I want to come in and show everybody I can play. I'm excited and, you know, so fired up. You're not really thinking about the team dynamic, you know. Not that that's anything wrong with that. You're just a young player. No one's asking you at 18 to be the leader of, of a whole group of men. Um, but with Connor, I actually think, and I know this won't be popular with a lot of the listeners, I think his point totals are going to come down a bit. Um, not, not by a huge amount, but I think that he, he seems to be the guy that does everything and anything he can to make himself better and the team better. And I think that he, probably by his own uh, internal kind of discussions with himself, I think he realized that he has to lead and show everybody how you have to play away from the puck. And if he does that, everyone else will line up and fall into place. So I'm um, not suggesting he's been bad at it, but I think he's going to be that guy. So I, I don't know that we're going to see higher point totals. I think it might get a little bit softer, but he's going to do that not because he can't score those points. He can still do it, but he's going to say, guys, I'm going to lead and show you how to do it, play with away from the puck, without the puck, because his, he truly wants to win a Stanley Cup. When he said, says that that's his only mission, I, I believe him 100%. And I think that's a step that he'll feel he needs to do for his team to have that success. I agree 100% with you, him showing that. Um, who in your mind, you know, we're talking about McDavid. Dreisaitl has taken a step too. Who's taken more of a step in your opinion? Oh. 
I think the potential is there more for dry cell to take a bigger step. And, and, and this is why. I, you know, you, you never want to use the word shutdown when you're talking about the second league score in the NHL. But Leon, with his, his size, his skills, the way he skates, and just his general grumpy demeanor, <laughs> I would love to see him walk horns with, let's say if they play Vegas, with Jack Eichel in, the first, in the whatever round it is, and say, I'm going to make this guy a life a living hell. I'm going to be playing hard. It doesn't mean hitting or fighting or anything like that. It means, you know, kind of the way Kopitar plays, right? The way he, he just takes it on himself to just make the other team's top player just have a nightmare of a series. And I would love to see Leon take that on. Um, again, it might affect his point totals, but I think it would, you know, maybe free up Connor. And, and maybe that's just one round that happens, but I just see with his size and his grumpy attitude, um, and not, not a bad attitude for his team, but just towards the other team, I see that as a guy that could take on such a big role and really embrace it. And I, I wonder if you challenged him. Uh, we're a long ways away from game 83, but if you challenged him, what his response would be uh, for that? Jason Strudwick from Got Your Back Podcast uh, joins us here on Sports 1440. And uh, just to clarify, if you're just joining us, uh, Strudy said McDavid's terrible defensively and is going to go at uh, about 120 <laughs> points. Uh, you know what's interesting, though? I was looking at the numbers, and uh, in the second half of the season, because Leon Dreisaitl didn't have a great first half, five on five. In the second half of the season, Leon Dreisaitl's, his goal four went up 5%, his shots four went up 5%, his expected goals four went up. Uh, his everything defensively improved, but so did his point totals. I actually think McDavid's going to score more because he's better defensively. And for two decades, Stratty, I've heard every coach tell me the best offense is a good defense, and it starts there. So I want to see if it's true because if McDavid improves defensively, then that means they might get the puck quicker to transition. And if you transition the puck with Connor McDavid, that should be a, a advantage Oilers. Yeah, I think in theory that's probably true, but I think in reality, like it, offensive players, they, they need to cheat uh, to get to at times to, to create offenses, maybe not there. Um, and, you know, you, you're going for a 50 50 puck, and you take the offensive side of that equation, hope to chip it by the guy. And that's how you get, oh, I don't get it, now it's back in your end. So if you, you know, sometimes you will get it, obviously in a 50 50 puck, but sometimes you won't. So if you now decide, I'm going to take the defensive side, like a 100% defensive side commitment, that means you don't get those 50% of those offensive chances. And, and that's kind of what you have to give up. And I, I understand what you're saying about your own zone um, and, and, and getting it out quicker, but I think that's where I see it, like those fast-break opportunities kind of cheating to the high side of the puck. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and listen, I'm, this is an indictment of Connor. It's every offensive player I've ever seen play. They, you have to do that to, to, to get more chances than the third liner that's always below the puck. But, you know, I'm wondering if it's a 1-1 game or a 2-1 game, do they take the attitude, I'm going to be on the defensive side of the puck more often than I have been in the past. I think that's where, you, that's where I, I envision some, some, loss of, uh, some loss of points for uh, 97. Now, and, and then probably 29. And that's very possible. I want to ask you as a D-man, Struds, um, we don't know if Ekholm is going to play. So just humor me for a second. We assume he's not going to play. Nurse plays with Bouchard. Do you put CeCe and Kulak? And then do you put Broberg with DeHarnay? Or do you put Kulak with DeHarnay and Broberg with CeCe? What would you do? I'd probably balance it out. I'd probably balance it out with the, the, the older guy and the younger guy. Um, you know, I think CeCe and Kulak, it seems like they want to have those two guys and then obviously Bouchard and them. But I, I think I would balance it out. You know, it just, they're two, they're pretty, you know, maybe not young, but relatively inexperienced for, for, for Vinny. 
And to ask those two guys to roll in and just play those minutes, uh, I, I think that might be a bit optim- optimistic. But I think he went the other way, I understand it, but I think I'd split him out. What would you do, Brownie? I agree with you 100%. I think that, you know, with with their lack of experience, when you put two young, you know, two relatively inexperienced defensemen together, it doesn't take long for something possibly wrong to go in a shift and and I think if you have an older more experienced guy there that can kind of read off of them you know understand the situation um, you know I, I would look to balance it out I will say this I like the idea of Broberg and Vinny together like I, I like the idea of you know they're kind of the yin and yang a little bit right I mean Broberg skates really well not that Vinny's not a great skater but I think they all have their you know their, 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 so I like the idea of it together I just don't know if I want to start the season. Let's say five games from now, it's still someone's out. Eckholm's not playing. It probably won't happen. Let's say it does. And they've played well. Maybe you can bring them together and just try it out, right, and see how it fits, see how it feels, because there's going to be different partnerships. But I don't know. Just starting, like, what do they have combined? Do they have 100, and, 100, 150 games together? That's pretty young. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, DeHarnay has, what, like 40? Bro, I, I don't even know if they have a hundred combined between the two. Of them. Probably right. Yeah. So, but they have a ton of size. I'll say that I thought Broberg as this, like the best thing that happened to Broberg was that Kulak and, and uh, Ekholm got injured, and Broberg got to play a lot of twenty minute games in the preseason struds. And I just think because yeah. the one thing, and Ekholm talked about it, how he was really kind of mentoring him. You got to go. You got great speed. Jump up in the play. And so, I, his last few games might have been the most assertive I've seen him play. Yeah, and for him, it's when he gets the puck and just goes, and don't don't think, yes. just just play, just make it happen, right? And it's easy to say that, but it, you know, you just those are his natural gifts, or his, his he's worked on those gifts to acquire those that skating ability, and and use them. Don't be frozen and waiting for something else to happen. And I, and I think he is at times just thinking too much about what's going on. So I'm I'm excited to see what he can be, man. I hope he gets to play regular shift. Uh, and, and more importantly, regular games. But I'm not sure how they're going to do it with seven um, guys and trying to fit everyone together. And I, it'll be, it's going to be really tough. But I, I, I do like the idea of it. But uh, So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'd love to see them together at some point, but not start the year for sure. Well, last year the Oilers top 5D missed a total of two games. I don't think that's going to happen again this year. Like the odds will tell us. There'll be more games, and that I think Broberg's automatically going to get more ice time, just because I think you're going to see wear and tear from a few guys. Like Ep Holmes says, I've never been injured. Like he doesn't really like it, and you know him and Kulak start injured, and who knows? Maybe they'll be fine. But I just think the odds, Struddy, and you played on teams, I'm sure, where some years you're just like, oh man, this is great. I start out a third bear defense, but now I'm playing 20 straight games in the top four. Right. And uh, young guys love it. Right. Uh, old guys might be like, no, no, no. I know I'm a third line guy. I don't want to play there all the time. But I do wonder how that factors in for them. And then if they, you know, what that means for the pairings. But I wouldn't be surprised if Bouchard and Nurse are playing like each 25 minutes in game one. So, and I, you know what? I want to see it. I want to see those two guys together. I want to see how they, against, you know, Bouchard is going to be playing against really good players, really mm-hmm. good players. So, has he got that awareness, um, you know, that, that spidey tingling? And then, Brownie, you know what I'm talking about, where you're just out there like, hey, something doesn't feel right, something's not right. <laughs> and then as you get older, you kind of figure it out, like, hey, okay, there's my problem. This is what's going on. And sometimes it's not even your guy. It might be someone else's guy or whatever, a guy coming off the bench. Like, you just – and it's, it's, you can't explain it, but you just sense it. 
Brownie, you know what I'm talking about. Well, there's that gamesmanship, I think, that you're talking about, right? Where you understand what shift is needed at what particular moment. Maybe you've had a shift where you kind of, the the shift before you, the team might have been on their heels, right? Where you're on the bench, you're watching that, and you know, okay, listen, I need to go out here. Maybe I need to simplify this shift, do a little bit less so we spend a little bit less time in our, in our zone and, and get the offense, get a little bit momentum going here. So all that that you're talking about, I think, just comes with experience, which he has now. And the fact that he had such a good year um, and, and he's had a good training camp, and now he's got that experience, he's going to be, you know, counted on for that. Um, and you don't get that without going through some of the situations that he went through uh, last year. Yeah, not at all. Strutty, where, what's your point prediction for the Oilers as a team this season, and where do they finish in the Pacific? Yeah, I'm glad you asked this. I've been thinking about this a lot. I, I do think, man, I think Vegas is going to finish with more points, but I think it's going to be really close. Talking one or two points, I think it'll be tight. And so I've got I've got Vegas, Oilers, um, Calgary, and Kings all making the playoffs. So I mean, Seattle's out. Obviously, we got two other guys out. But Vancouver, I know a lot of people are picking Vancouver. I'm not sure you can pick those guys. Have you looked at their D? It's <laughs> incredible that people are picking that group to make the Stanley Cup final playoffs. I, I just can't do it. Okay, so how many points do you have the Oilers making? What did they have last year? 109. Yeah, I'd say I'd say around there, 100, maybe 100, somewhere around there. I, 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 I honestly, I'm looking at the, the whole thing with how they play defensively. That's my whole thing. I think that we're going to see a real buckle down on that. And, I'm, and so I'm not so worried about the total of the points. I'm looking at their goals against. I like to see that yes. decrease. And that's my big. That's the number I'm looking at. So because where you finish is important, I guess. But I want to see a game that carries in the playoffs. Yeah, no, it's totally fair. Strutty, have yourself a good one. Get a haircut for the regular season. Looking good, guys. Talk to you later. That's uh, Jason Strudwick from uh, Got Your Back. Podcast uh, will return. Gregor and Brown, Brandon Douglas with you. Five questions is next on the Jason Gregor Show, presented by Play Alberta Dotsie, live on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Rolling through a lovely Tuesday afternoon. Man, NHL hockey is back. It's exciting NFL. Jefferson, sorry, all of you fantasy owners. Jefferson out at least a month, uh, maybe longer. So uh, that's a big blow for you. Especially if you're in a league where you maybe traded for him. Some would say it might be too early for trades in a fantasy football season. Risk reward, as they say. Risk reward. Let's get to five questions brought to you by The Brick, where there's, trust me, there's no risk, just reward. As the uh, get your home a holiday ready at The Brick, you can save up to 25% off fireplaces, dining room, and home entertainment furniture. Check it out at The Brick and thebrick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. In honor of the NHL season kicking off an all-hockey edition of five questions today, starting with the Winnipeg Jets, they signed Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley to identical seven-year contracts, AAV of $8.5 million. My question is, by the end of those deals, which one will look better? I'm going to go with uh, Connor Hellebuck. I think that, uh, you know, great, good goalies, big goalies, they're, they're hard to find. And I think that the way he's played um, and handled himself throughout his career and the consistency, I like, I like, uh, I like Connor at the end of his. I look at when you get into your late thirties, yeah, players diminish a bit, but the better you are, you have more room to fall. So that means if you're if you're a ten and now oh geez I'm a nine point five and now slowly I'm a nine and I think Connor Hellebuck on his A game is a better player than uh, Shifley on his A game so I think he has a longer runway so even if they diminish equally I think uh, his skill set will allow him to be better long term. Question two: Jay Woodcroft Woodcroft remaining tight lipped about his opening night starting goalie for you guys who would you go with and maybe more importantly does it even matter. Well, Stuart Skinner was in the starting goal today. So if if I base things on the past, now Jay sometimes like to play those small games. I'm not, not sure why, to be honest. Um, I think it's going to be Stuart Skinner because I think they're going to base it off of last year more than they're going to base it off of three preseason starts. I, I think um, guys don't make the team based off three preseason, three preseason games. And Stuart Skinner at the end of last season was their starting goalie. I don't think he loses his job based on three preseason games. So I will go with Stuart Skinner. Plus, he lost in Vancouver when he played there a few weeks ago in preseason. So he might be a little bit uh, more amped up. But I think they, uh, they'll they go with Skinner in game one. Ultimately, though, I don't think it matters. I just want to say that because I think the uh, split is going to be fairly close barring injury. I think they go with Skinner as well. I think with his body of work and what he did last year and how well he played, I think that I think he deserves it. I think um, I think Campbell's had a great camp. I think it's probably easier as a coach to have Campbell start start Skinner and have Campbell sit. Obviously, Campbell has had a great summer and a great preseason, and he's got himself in a great headspace. And I think that's was really important yes. for him coming into training camp. And I think it's probably easier for him knowing all the work that he put into it. And the fact that he had a great preseason for him to just back up and put himself in a good frame of mind, knowing that, Hey, I'm in a good spot. I've had a great camp. I've had a great summer. 
Um, they have a great relationship. You go with Skinner and then you're able to go back with Campbell and there's no, I mean, he's in a good, to me, he's in a better mindset handling oh, it this way. A hundred percent from where he was last year for sure. Yeah. Question three, we are just over an hour away from Connor Bedard's debut in the NHL regular season, going up against, up against Sidney Crosby, who is, of course, one of only two 18-year-olds to score 100 points in their rookie season. What is the chances, in a percentage, that Connor Bedard joins that list? No, I'm going to say 10. I think it's like, I get the excitement over people. Like, there's eight or nine guys who score 100 points in the NHL a year, man. Like, it is hard. And that's when you stay healthy and everything else. I think Connor Bedard's going to be good. But, um, no, I don't see 100 points this season. I see 100 points in his future. I don't see 100 points this season. Yeah, I don't see him getting 100 points. It's the NHL. Like, <laughs> this is this is a phenomenal hockey player, but it is the NHL. It's the toughest league to play in. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Gregs, but when, when Crosby came in, did he not have a better supporting cast too? No, their team was pretty bad. He had like, you know, Mary Lemieux for a bit, but Sergey Gonchar, he didn't have much. I think Bedard actually might have a better supporting cast because he's going to play with Hall. There, mm-hmm. was, there was no winger like that. But the thing that Sidney Crosby had was his team had 450 power play opportunities, right? It's 2005-06. There's power plays all over the place. I'm, I'm just looking it up, but I'm pretty sure, like I thought Crosby might have had 50 plus points on the power play that year, if, if I'm not mistaken. So I want to look it up, but that's, and that's just not going to happen. Um, this season, yeah. I don't think for Connor Bedard. Uh, and you know what? To, to get a lot of points, you need some power play points. So Crosby had 102, and he had 47 power play points. Last year, there was three guys in NHL who had 47 power play points. Nugent Hopkins, Drysaddle, <laughs> and McDavid. It's hard to get that many points in the power play. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a good player. He's going to put up some points. I just I don't see him getting 100 points, but I do agree with you, Greg, that eventually he is going to get there. Um, but I just, I mean, there's a ton of hype. I'm excited to watch the guy play tonight with all the hype. And, um, you know, so it, it is the NHL. It's a very tough league. Looking like our friend Frank Saravalli, all alone in his prediction in his article today that he thinks Connor Bedard can get to 100 points because I, too, put it at a very, very low percentage. Question four, ton of former NHLers sharing a birthday today, October 10th. Pete Mahovlich, Bobby Nice from Shane Doan, and former Oiler Chris Pronger, who turns 49 in honor of Prong's birthday. Who do you think is the meanest and or nastiest defenseman currently playing in the NHL? I'm going to go with uh, Gudas. I think watching him in the playoffs last year and those guys are hard to find those mean, hard, nasty. I mean, you looked at, I forget who it was that he hit and you know, he went in there with the intent and the intention to hurt that guy. Uh, you know, you look at what he did at the end of, uh, of, uh, with the Maple Leafs there getting in the goalie's face, you know, he's just, he plays in your face, aggressive, hard nose hockey to me. Uh, I get to go. Have to go with him. I'm going with Jacob Truba. Crushes guys. He might be the best hitter in the league right now, and uh, he's a pretty good player. So I'll go with Truba. Just for the sake of diversity, I will go with uh, Young Buck Moritz Sider, showing a showing a bit of a mean streak early on in his career. Final question for you guys. NHL season is underway, as we've alluded to several times. Preds Lightning currently in progress. What is your prediction for the Stanley Cup final next spring? I'll go with, uh, well, I mean, the Oilers are going to be in a great spot for a while with the two best players, but I'll go with New Jersey. And the Oilers in the final? Yeah. Mm, All right. 
You see, I, I think New Jersey's the team that's getting the most overhyped because you don't win with young defensemen. And uh, I think they've got, they're bringing in two really young defensemen on their team. And his, historically, that doesn't bode well. And I know people say, well, what about Makar? Uh, well, it wasn't Makar's first run in the playoffs when they went to the Stanley Cup final, right? So can you have it happen? Yes. I, I like New Jersey, but I, I think there's, I think New Jersey is going to have a little bit of a, a slide back from their 112 points. I'm actually going, just because I want chaos, I'm going Edmonton <laughs> and Toronto. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, Could you imagine Canada? Oh, buddy, it would be unbelievable. Like, it would be, you know, sit back, drink your popcorn, to uh, quote Strutty, to, uh, to watch it. Because, you know, you might have to stay off social media because the lunatics on both sides would be, uh, would be rampant. But it would be, it would be amazing. The greatest part would be the Americans crying because there's no American team in the final. And that wouldn't be good for numbers. And I'm like... You have some of the league's best players and biggest names. Trust me, people would still watch. So I'm going Edmonton, Toronto. I would. I think everybody would love that. That would. I, I just that would be electric. No, no. And I think both fan bases, yeah. as much as they'd love it, they'd be God. Please don't lose. <laughs> Which makes but, it good. Yeah. yeah, that's what makes it good. So send us who you think is going to be the Stanley Cup final for O one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Hey, guys, I disagree. Campbell's the number one goalie. Skinner did an admirable job covering when your number one didn't have his heads on straight. He appears to have it and did last playoffs as well. Skinner is excellent backup. That's what he should be. Chris and Victoria. Well, Jack Campbell played like 60 minutes in the playoffs. I, I don't think we can crown him and say, yeah, was he good in the limited time? Yes. But um, to me, I know how coaches work. I'd be Now, if Ch- Jack Campbell starts game one, great. No problem with he does it. But... I could see why you would go with Stuart Skinner in game one because it's easier to say, hey, Stu, you're our starter to start. Jack Campbell outplays you after this. That's fine. But if all of a sudden they're going to say, well, Stu, you lost your job over the summer and three preseason games, I just don't think that's the best message to send a young player. And I think coaches think about the bigger picture long term. And I think they have confidence in both. They would look and say, if we're going to win this year, we've got to win with both. I think, yeah, they're very excited. The fact that Campbell's had the preseason that he's had and Stewart's coming off of a great season, I don't think the Oilers could be in a better situation. Yeah, like you can't just look at the playoffs and say that's all Skinner was. I'm going to ignore all the other good stuff and only focus on the few bad games he had. That's not good evaluation of anybody. What you're doing is you're overvaluing the few negatives that somehow they're worth way more than all the positives. It's a terrible way to analyze. Bad scouts, that's what they do. Right? Skinner, a rookie goaltender, had some struggles at times. Not the first rookie, not even the first young or experienced goaltender to have some struggles. But I think you always want to give them the benefit of the doubt, and then you create the competition. Regardless of how Stuart Skinner plays though on Wednesday, I'll say this. It'll be Campbell on Saturday if it's Skinner on Wednesday and vice versa. Yeah. It's not going to be two guys. It's not going to be two, week, uh, two first games yeah. for both guys. They're going to both go. Brownie. Thanks, as always, for joining us. We will uh, chat with you next Tuesday. Always a slice. That is uh, Sean Brown, our weekly Tuesday contributor. Let's get to a Brown Douglas and a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota, where uh, they are excited about the return of Sports Talk Radio. 
giving you a great deal. 0% financing for 84 months on all compact BX tractors. Shop online at edmontonkubota.com or go see them in store on 156th Street. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 